I'm big on visualization. I'm always thinking about the future and what it is that I want to create, as well as the type of life that I want to live and the, the type of people that I want to in impact. So that's always been the driving force is being able to reverse engineer that and understand, okay, if this is what I truly want in five years, what I have to do today in order to get that X, Y, Z. So um, I'm, I'm very much vision oriented and thinking about the future, what it is that I want to create and the impact that I want to have. Welcome to Unstoppable, the podcast for anyone who believes that their past and current circumstances do not define their future potential. I'm Karina Burton, your host and co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning. This show is a series of profounding conversations that share stories and experiences of unstoppable people. Those who are willing to change, discover what it means to be aligned, and who are also willing to face tough challenges that stand between them and their dreams. As a coach and marketing expert, I live my life believing that I am unstoppable. Now I want you to know that you are unstoppable too. On today's podcast for the unstoppable, Devin Butler first discovered his true passion for entrepreneurship while he was in college in 2017. Since then, he has successfully built one of the largest entrepreneur communities in Arizona, Arizona Entrepreneurs, and has brought together thousands of business owners. Creating this community has given Devin the opportunity to speak on dozens of stages, sharing his message that we're all one connection away from com a completely different life. Thank you so much, Devin, for joining the Unstoppable Podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I have loved watching what you have been creating. And I swear from when I started following you on social media to today, like you are just growing leaps and bounds. And I've just been so curious to know, you know, you are building this business of yours, helping other people. So where in this journey of your entrepreneurialism, did it like make you feel this unstoppable power to share with other people? Yeah, I think it honestly started off early on in my entrepreneurship journey because I moved out to Arizona about three years ago and I was starting different businesses at the time and I realized how important it was to get connected with other entrepreneurs and people who were farther ahead than me so I can learn what it took to be successful starting a business. So that was kind of when the paradigm shift happened. And I realized that there was a huge need in the market to bring people together and to provide this community to where people can build connections and get resources to scale their business. And after, after I realized that I went all in with creating this community. And like you said, being able to bring people together and, and provide this level of business development for, for entrepreneurs in Arizona, it's been one of the most fulfilling mm -hmm. journeys to, to help empower people and help them build their, build their dream life. So have you been someone who's always thought about becoming an entrepreneur or is this just through evolution or? Yeah, it's interesting how it all happened. So, <laughs> so in college, so my, my main focus, like really my whole life, but especially like high school, college years, like I was very passionate about football. So I always wanted to, well, at first I wanted to play in college. I wanted to go to the NFL. Like that was my main focus. And it was around sophomore year of college. It was the first time that I kind of got brought back to reality, but I had a knee injury like the second game of the year. 
So I had to kind of revisit my goals and what it was that I wanted to pursue. And I realized that, you know, football could be taken away very quickly. And so that's kind of when I started doing a lot of research on different opportunities, looking up stuff as far as entrepreneurship. And honestly, I know so many people have a similar story, but I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was honestly like the first book that really provided that shift to where I realized that entrepreneurship is the route as far as being able to create a system in, in a business that could that could allow you to you know have more time freedom in your life. And I know that was my main focus from the very beginning. And I'm super grateful that I get to, to create that using a business that brings me so much fulfillment. But yeah, it was that it was definitely throughout college. I, I won't say I was always an entrepreneur. I definitely when I was young had little hints of entrepreneurship mowing lawns and stuff like that. But in college is when I had that shift and realized that this is the, the route that I want to go. And what has given you this drive, like the motivation, even, you know, I hear so many stories of people and it can go either way. I've heard great stories about people who've suffered, you know, tragic loss or injury or, you know, that type of stuff when they've dedicated their whole lives to sports and athletics like yourself. Mm -hmm. And then they have, you know, this um, moment where they are essentially lost everything or made them have this epiphany, like, you know, maybe I need to build my life around something else. But then there's the whole other side of people who are like, you know, life sucks. This is not meant mm -hmm. for me. Like, you know, and, and they can totally go down a whole different side of things as if life isn't fair to them. How did you have this mindset that you, you took it as like a positive and, you know, from what I'm hearing from you is like, you took a bad and turned it into something good. And now you ultimately have this amazing business. A hundred percent. I feel like a lot of the drive, it comes from having a clear vision of what I want my life to look like. So I, I'm, I'm big on visualization. I'm always thinking about the future and what it is that I want to create, as well as the type of life that I want to live and the, the type of people that I want to impact. So that's always been the driving force is being able to reverse engineer that and understand, okay, if this is what I truly want in five years, what I have to do today in order to get mm -hmm. that X, Y, Z. So um, I'm, I'm very much vision oriented and thinking about the future, what it is that I want to create and the impact that I want to have. And then just, just thinking about what, what I need to do today in order to make that a reality. And I think that's honestly where a lot of people and, it, and a lot of it's due to society and the way the world works these days, but so many people, especially when they're younger, they're so creative and have these big dreams and things they want to accomplish but then real world, the real world hits and then they, they just kind of fit into the box of doing what they what they feel like they have to do. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes this repetitive cycle to where they're not pursuing their dreams. They're not fulfilled by life. So I think that's the most important thing that we can all do is to kind of get clear on, on what that vision is, what it is that we want our life to consist of, and then start mm -hmm. to think what we need to do today in order to make that possible. And what would you say? those things that you need to do to get yourself in alignment of accomplishing your dreams? Like me specifically for my business and my dream. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I definitely like, as far as the life that I want to live, I want to be traveling the world financially free time, freedom, impacting people, speaking on stages. Like th those are all the things that I want to do. So in order to get to that point, what I have to do today is create businesses and opportunities where they're able to run without me there. So they're, they're essentially a system that's able to run without me there. Um, I have to continue to become a better public speaker, get on more stages and do things like that and continue building this community because 
I, I truly feel blessed that I get to do the type of work I'm doing because it is so fulfilling to me and I am so passionate about it. So the more that I that I build and scale Arizona entrepreneurs is the more impact that I could have on people. So in the short term, that's one of the primary focuses continuing to, to build and scale that that business up. So when you started Arizona Entrepreneurs, did you have a business before that? Like what kind of dipped your toe into entrepreneurialism? Yeah, that's a great question. So <laughs> in so when I when I had that paradigm shift in 2017, like while I was playing football, had that knee injury, I started like a few different businesses businesses in college and they all miserably failed. Like I started this like headphone business. <laughs> it was uh it was called Vibe Gear. It was like um, like drop shipping. Basically, I started a watch business, okay. and then when I moved out here, I started a videography company, a lead generation company. Like I was trying all these different things, and and honestly, I, I went about oh for five, like five different businesses that failed. And it was throughout that time frame where I was like, okay, I know I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I know I, I want to create a business that generates income and that could work as a system, but I also know that nothing has been working up to this point and I need to learn from those who have already built successful companies. So that's kind of when I started going on the journey of finding those people that I could connect with and then realize that there was a huge opportunity because there wasn't a ton of places to find those, those, those resources and those connections. And that's honestly true entrepreneurialism right there is you find a problem, there's a problem and you're going to find the answer to it. And then you end up creating a business based upon the answer, the solution to it. And um, it's really amazing because there are problems all around us. And so if somebody wants to become an entrepreneur, find the solution. It's, it's really can be that simple. And the hard thing is the consistency behind it is sticking to it, you know, being able to take, um, you know, losses. And I love that you shared not, I'm sure you didn't love experiencing your, you know, your five, uh, fa like, you know, we'll call it failed attempts, but you are a true example of persevering, right? You're not like, oh yeah, I got it in the first shot. I got it in the first try. It's like, no, the reality is, is that it takes trial and error, trial and error. And eventually like that is actually your school of how then you can create a business that's ultimately going to be very successful and um and also create what you're creating which is a community right you're you're becoming involved in making a difference you're not just selling something for people you're like i'm here to make a positive impact in your life and at the same time, you're making money, you're building a business and it's like you're driving both vehicles down the same road and it's totally possible. And I feel like I wish more entrepreneurs saw that, that it really, it is possible. It's not just about making money. It's about making money and helping people at the same time. Exactly. So when you, when you started, um, Arizona entrepreneurs, how did that start off at first? Um, like how many members did you have? How did you market it and all that stuff? No, it's super interesting you asked that because I, I launched a community. It'll be two years in October here. And the, the very first thing I did to launch it. So at the time I had already built up an Instagram to a few thousand followers. So we had a, 
a decent audience built, but it, the membership was the first thing that I actually launched to really monetize the community. And I remember I hosted this mm-hmm. big like networking Zoom call where I promoted it a ton and we had about 50 people on the Zoom call. And I like at the very end of it, I went into the details as far as what the membership consists of and, and did the call to action. And, and granted, one of the pieces of the membership is a mastermind, right? And uh, one person signed up and I was like, oh no, like, how am I going to do a mastermind with one person? <laughs> so I, I really started thinking about it. But uh, there, there's someone that I know and his, uh, his name's Charlie Rocket and his, his uh, saying is I'm on a winning streak. So I remember after that happened, like first in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, only one person signed up. But then I rephrased that thought and I was like, I'm on a winning streak. We had one person that believes in what I'm creating and believes in Arizona entrepreneurs. And I just really started thinking in that light because I knew long term what this community could be. So the fact that we launched and only had one person, I know I knew that was only temporary. But mm-hmm. yeah, after that, continue to scale up over the next couple of months. We probably had like 10, 20 members. And then we started doing the in-person events um, around like March time frame. And that's really when things started to scale up because we just got a, a ton of traction from word of mouth and people wanting to come to in-person events and get connected with people. But it was definitely a very interesting journey. And it wasn't just like the second I launched it, it just blew up. It definitely took at least a year to really, you know, build it into something where it was like a recognizable brand and actually mm-hmm. started to generate some type of income. So do you have experience in marketing? Because you did bring up, you know, you built you started building a platform that you were utilizing with social media, which I mean, today is, it's critical. It's crucial for your growth in business. But, you know, what would you say your background was when it came to marketing online specifically? Yeah. So talking online specifically, it was a lot of just organic strategies as far as building up a social media presence. That's where I feel like I did have some expertise or some skills. So I was able to build up the Arizona Entrepreneurs brand, which really just consisted of an Instagram page early on. Um, So that was one area. Then outside of that, really all my marketing knowledge was from a lot of in-person marketing. And that was a previous business that I had started. So I was essentially starting off, you know, new to building this community. And I, I, like I said, I didn't know exactly how to build a successful Mm -hmm. business. So it was a lot of trial and error, figuring things out, but more, more importantly than anything, it was finding people who were experts in areas that I wasn't and learning from them and seeing what they were implementing in their business. And that's when the ball really started to turn. And I realized what was, what was possible after I implemented those things. I love that. I, too many entrepreneurs are scared to invest in other people into their business. Right. And it's like what you're saying, it's critical. It's it's best to run your business lean and invest in people who really know because you're going to, you know, expedite your growth in those areas versus like, well, sure, maybe I can do it, but it's going to take me 10 years to get there rather than three years, right? With the right people in the right corner. And so sometimes it really does take, you know, that not sometimes it always takes you know, that risk that you're willing to take on yourself, but you have the right people in your corner. Um, So I feel like I keep hearing like over and over that you have such a really strong mindset. You really take like these negatives and you're like, no, I'm going to spin that around. And some people are really like, can be born with that, like innate nature of, thinking positive and seeing life as 
half the glass half full rather than the glass half empty. But, you know, is this something that you practice? Like, do you practice mindset? Is this like a part of your life or are you just lucky and you're just a really positive person? I will say, I don't think it necessarily happens naturally. I think it's something that I had to implement throughout my life. And I, I feel like a lot of it did come from football as well. I was always thinking positive and visualizing plays before they happen and always trying to, you know, pr- pursue something greater. But I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm not excluded from anyone in the, in the fact that my mindset, it varies at time, time to time, but I always try to just have an, a positive outlook on life. I always try to be optimistic because one thing that I've always realized, and this is, this is, in uh, the secret and all, all the different law of attraction books. But whenever I'm putting out bad energy or I'm, I'm depressed, I'm sad, I'm mad about something, then I'm, I'm always just attracting those feelings and, and different things to reinforce that thought. So I always try to, even if it's a situation where it, it feels like, oh my gosh, this is, this is bad. I always just try to rephrase it and think positive. And I realize like how much of an impact and how much that has a change really just on my outlook, but on the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have heard that in regards to sports, right? Sports can really be applied in so many aspects, right? Leadership, teamwork, um, mindset, being able to keep going when you just want, like your physical body is screaming and saying, like, I don't want to keep going anymore. And sports really teaches you that if your mind can tell you to take that next step and just keep going, you really can keep going. And so, you know, I also, I think that everybody should have some kind of like sport or like athleticism in their life, because not, not only is it like healthy for our physical bodies, but it's really great for the mindset and being able to develop a really strong um, mindset on endurance and, and that you can actually go so much farther than you you may believe that you can, right? <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like sports played a huge role in my belief in myself, my mindset, everything like that. I think a lot of that came from football. So when you started um, Arizona Entrepreneurs, did you start it like mid-COVID during that, <laughs> yeah. pan- during the pandemic or... And how, how did that, you're just like, okay, we're, we're doing this. We're kicking this off, even though it's very heavily right in person. Yeah. How, how did you do that? So when we launched, we, so when we launched the the community, it was all virtual. So we were doing masterminds, which were on Zoom, oh, wow. we were doing business trainings. Everything was virtual for the most part. And I didn't start doing events until, uh, so I think this was. 2020. And I didn't start doing events until like March of 2021, I would believe it would be. So honestly, Mm -hmm. I think it, I think it helped in a major way. One, because at first it started virtual and people were still craving connection and business development and things like that. So we started to get Mm -hmm. a decent amount of members then. But after we started doing the in-person events, I feel like one of the reasons we got traction so quickly is because everyone was craving those in-person connections and everyone was looking to find different events and things like that. So by the time like some of the mandates got lifted out here in the Scottsdale area and we started doing those events, there was nothing else like that going on. So I think a lot of the word of mouth marketing came from, you know, doing those right around that time frame. Yeah. 
what have been some of the obstacles that you have been able to like overcome that you maybe didn't think about in at the time and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to now change, you know, change maybe a little bit of direction, but you're like, but now you've learned from it. Um, I feel like, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're always hit with those kind of curveballs. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't this isn't necessarily like a specific optical obstacle or curveball that came, but when I first was gonna launch this community, so I, I, I it was all an Instagram page to begin with, and I was too scared to monetize and create a business out of it because I had imposter syndrome. I had failed multiple businesses, and now I had this entrepreneur Instagram page, and I'm like, how am I supposed to lead and build this community when I haven't personally even built a successful company? So I definitely had a ton of imposter syndrome going into it, but I talked to kind of a mentor at the time and he basically told me, he's like, you're hundred percent capable of doing this and you don't necessarily have to be the expert. You can bring on people who have already had a lot of success in entrepreneurship to, to teach. And you just really have to curate those relationships and bring people together. So that was kind of when I realized that, you know, he's right. I am fully capable of doing this. And I started to immerse myself in it and build out the membership program and, and start to do the in-person events. But that's one, you know, obstacle where it was, you know, I, I was too scared and I was getting in my own way of starting this community to even begin with, because I didn't think I was capable of doing it. And I'm just very grateful that I overcame that thought process. That is really powerful because I, I actually struggle with that here and there, you know, where, and I'm sure that everybody does. Right. But to hear somebody who's been able to kind of overcome that has been able to overcome that and still pursue what they want. But like for myself, I, sometimes I think, oh my gosh, like I, I feel like I haven't achieved the greatness yet. So how can I sit here and say like, this is, you know, X, Y, and Z or whatever. And sometimes I'm like, how can I even say any of this? And I'm like, well, you know, you have to change your mindset in that, in that thought process. And there are so many people who probably have felt the same way that you did. Like I have all these failed, you know, attempts in, in, in business or their career and their, you know, think maybe it's just not for me. Maybe how can I say that I have the expertise or that I have anything valuable to share? And it's a lie. It's a 100% lie because you have never failed because you've never given up. You've just learned ways on how to not do certain things, right? Or maybe pivot your ideas. And until you find that right um, piece of the puzzle to your life and it really fits you, and, um, you know, people give up too early and, or they have this imposter syndrome that holds them back so much that they can't even get to the other side. So that's amazing that you, you know, that you have sh shared this, but you've experienced it and are on the other side of, yeah. you know, the imposter syndrome, um, who would you say have been some of the most influential people in your life? To this point definitely definitely mom would be the the most important in the in the first person i would say my mom has always been a huge supporter of what i'm doing in in all areas when it was football when it when it changed to business and it's super interesting because she moved out here a similar time as as i did and she saw everything as far as me failing all these businesses and she was always in my corner and believed in the vision that i was pursuing 
So I feel like that is something that regardless who it is, you need someone in your life who is going to have positive reinforcement and continue to continue to support you even when you're going through hardships. Mm-hmm. So she was definitely a very, yeah. she's always been a very important person in my life. And then the other person I would say is my good friend, Tom. And that's who I moved here to Arizona with. We moved here at the same time. And we actually started those first couple of businesses together that failed. Um, now he's crushing it in real estate, which is just amazing to see. But having, you know, my, my best friend, one of my really close friends who is on the same wavelength, we're always trying to grow and level up. And he's just always there to, you know, bounce ideas off of and support me. Um, I feel like that's something that is crucial to have as an, as an entrepreneur, because if you're trying to build a business and create this huge vision that you have, but you have nobody who's in your corner, nobody who's rooting for you, it, it becomes very difficult because now you're just relying on yourself to, to have the fuel, which it all should come mm-hmm. from you. But having people like that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So what makes you so passionate, right, to keep going? What is it that you say is your why and why you've developed your company? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. But one one thing definitely is the fact that I truly do love what I'm doing. And I, I feel so blessed and so grateful that I found a business and a vehicle that allows me to 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 build something successful, but to also do something that's actually impacting people and improving people's lives. Because when I hear, you know, people come up to me and tell me how they made this connection and their life completely changed or whatever, whatever that looks like, that is something that truly, you know, makes me feel the best. So um, I think a lot of that, a lot of it comes from that and just continuing to, like I said earlier, pursue the vision that I want for my life. And that, Mm -hmm. that involves impacting a lot of people being able to give back to my mom and to my loved ones, to different donations and charities. And I I just truly want to be able to impact the world. And also, like I said, live a life of freedom myself and, and experience, you know, amazing things. And that's something that I never really had the opportunity or chance to do throughout my childhood. So I wanted to, I want to create that in my 20s. So, you know, by the time I'm in my 30s, I'm able to, you know, be completely free and, and provide for my family like I wasn't re- really able to receive when I was super young. If someone was to sign up for your, um, to be a part of the uh, Arizona entrepreneurs, what, what does that look like for them? Like, what do they get to experience? What is the, you know, membership like? Yeah. So all of our members, basically how, how it's structured, all of our members get free access to the monthly networking events we do. So every single month we bring around like 250 to 300 people together and it's just all structured around building relationships. So our members get free access to those. And then we also do a business training every single month. And that one's virtual. And that's where we bring on people who have already built seven, eight, nine figure companies. And they come on and teach le- legitimate strategies that you can implement in your business to cut the learning curve down and to, to have success earlier on. And then um, also another feature is the mastermind. So we, we all come bounce ideas off each other, share challenges, help each other overcome challenges. But Kind of as I was t- touching on earlier, my friend Tom and he, him always being there to support me, having mm-hmm. an entire group, an entire community of people who are there to help you overcome challenges and support you along the way um, is is honestly one of the most valuable pieces of the membership. But that is the main thing it consists of. And then honestly, as of recently, there's a lot of like high end masterminds and organizations that are reaching out because they want to get our audience to events. 
So we've been getting a lot of different like discounts and free events for for other organizations that are impacting entrepreneurs. So just another value add for our members. Oh, that's very cool. So people are contacting you essentially so that you can help market them to help bring mm -hmm. your membership over so that they have an opportunity to um, participate in these really great learning experiences. Exactly. That's really cool. That's awesome. Um, I have not, I've not ever participated in a mastermind. You kind of gave a little bit of that, but what does that really mean? And what does that entail? And, you know, what are the, what is the intention for people to walk away with when they participate in a mastermind? So really the intention is to come into the mastermind with a clear challenge that you're going through or something that you need help on or recommendations. And then we basically how it's structured is we ask that question. So what's a, a challenge going on in your business? And then we put everyone in a breakout room with four to five people. So, you know, I might join and be like, I'm having a hard time building my social media presence and marketing. I don't really know what I'm doing. And then you have five other people in there, all different industries, people who are building different businesses who are there to give you feedback, advice, share things that are working for them and, and really help you overcome that challenge and, and develop a game of action or yeah, a plan of action um, idea to, to implement into your business. So I think that's really where majority of the value comes from is being able to join that call with a challenger area that you're struggling and get clear feedback on how you can overcome it. So is that just a one-time thing or is that just like in the, in the membership that's included or is it different tiers of memberships? Yeah. So that's in the membership that's included. So we do a mastermind every single month. We do a business training and then we also do the in-person networking event. So all members get access to all of those every single month. Oh, wow. And is it, Arizona entrepreneur is just a large versatility. You know, sometimes like there can be like little niche groups and it yeah. seems to be more heavy, at least, you know, when we, when I participate in any association, it always seems to be heavier on the vendor service providers versus the people who mm -hmm. we're trying to, you know, network with. But, you know, what is the group like at, at Arizona entrepreneur? Yeah, that's a, a good question. And it, it's a hard one to answer because it is such a broad organization of so many different businesses. We see a lot of coaches, coaches, course creators, digital marketing agencies, um, real estate. There, there's so many different industries that are involved. But that's one reason I started it the way I did, because there's a lot of different groups where they only allow one person per industry or one business per industry. But I thought instead, mm -hmm. why can't we build this organization of thousands of businesses where they're all in different industries, some of them in the same industries and come mm -hmm. together because once we kind of get out of that, that mindset of competition and it's collaboration over competition, that's when we all come together. We might be doing the same business. I might know something that you don't vice versa and just being able to come together and see how we can support each other and all achieve that next level in business versus trying to make it too competitive and only, you know, one, one business per industry. So yes, it is yeah. a, a very broad group and community of people. And I, and I think that provides a, a big level of value as well. I love that. I honestly just had someone that I was, um, who's on my part podcast earlier today and he is in the cleaning. So I have CPR construction cleaning. We specialize in construction cleaning and then he is in janitorial, but he 
is such a believer on, he creates all of these different opportunities for cleaning companies to come together, do networking events. And instead of it being this space where it's like, we're all technically competitors, right? Against each other. It's not, it's literally a space where people put, they chuck that at the door and they're embrace each other. We talk about our struggles. We talk about the wins. We talk about what works, what doesn't work because in reality, like there is so much opportunity for everybody and, um, you know, having a, an abundance mindset rather than having a mindset thinking I have to take, I can't give, or else there's not going to be enough for me is a complete lack mindset, which you're basically doing the opposite effect in your business and your growth and opportunities. And so, you know, I think you're right though, like changing the narrative of what it means to be an entrepreneur, even if we're in the same industry, because for too many years I've seen where, I mean, in the industries I've been in, it's cutthroat. Like they're just awful to each other. And I finally had gotten to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, it's, I hate being a part of it because you would probably stab me in the back. And if you had a knife, you probably would use it for reals. Like it's really that bad. It's really cutthroat. And, um, and the reality is, is like, you know, you, you shouldn't have to play dirty. You should be able to, you know, embrace each other and you starting to change this narrative within, you know, the entrepreneurial world is going to not just touch like certain industries, it's going to touch everybody, right? So we're moving forward and progressing in life, having a mindset of abundance for everybody. Even if my competitor is in the same room, doesn't matter. So that's a, that's a really, um, I really like that mindset. I really like, you know, that thought process. And I think having more people like you and having these groups and having that, you know, way of doing things is going to be really progressive for, you know, for, for all entrepreneurs and to feel like the lack of fear that there's not enough for them. Yeah. And do you feel like that's really embraced in the group that it's uh -huh. like, yes, I'm going to be a fun team player <laughs> rather than a, you know. Yeah, I do really feel like that's embraced. It seems like everybody in the community, they're, they're, everyone's trying to give and help each other as much as they can. So being able to see that is one of the most empowering feelings, being able to see people who, like you said, they might be considered competitors, but when they're coming together to collaborate and see how they can support each other, it's just a, an amazing thing to see. So being a new business, do you find it difficult to get some, you know, I guess let's say like your, your dream people to be like the, you know, the speakers or, you know, to come in and present, or have you had, you know, like people being really receptive to it? How have you, you know, confronted that? Because sometimes people can be, you know, like, oh, well, you're too small or you're just too yeah. new or, or you seeing that people are really embracing, you know, coming yeah. into new areas. It's interesting. Cause you could kind of see the evolution of it. So when I first started, like say a year ago, or it's, it's going to be two years in October. So say like a year and a half ago, um, I, I remember there was mm -hmm. a lot of very high level entrepreneurs and people I wanted to, whether it was come speak at an event or, you know, be on some type of interview, whoever I wanted to be involved. 
it definitely felt like there was a lot more no's than there was yeses and people who didn't fully see the vision. But now that we've had summits and, and a ton of different events, we're bringing people together and we're building that credibility. And we've had some very high level people on our stage is starting to become a lot more easier to reach out to these people and for them to see the value add to them. Um, and it's interesting because the first time that I really went all in on trying to land some very high level speakers for an event was the summit that we hosted in January. And I just, I just shot for the stars and was sending voice notes to all these high level entrepreneurs and people yeah. I want to get on the stage. And I was honestly shocked by like some of the the names that we did get on the stage and the, just how receptive and how, how open people were to it. And they, they wanted to come and provide value to me and support and be a part of the community, but also the reciprocation and, and being able to bring a ton of entrepreneurs together in a room is a huge value add to them as well. So yeah, it's super interesting navigating that because I'm, I'm constantly trying to get connected with higher and higher level people and mm-hmm. uh, the doors are starting to open. It's like, it takes that one, it's kind of like that snowball effect, right? And then you're, you're building your resume, so to speak, like, well, look, who's been, who's been on, you know, who's participated and also believes in, you know, this, this community that you're building. And as that continues to grow, then, you know, your community grows and the people who are involved also get the opportunity to grow because not everyone always has the same opportunities or even knows about it. Right. But, um, when you bring it into a full circle and basically put it easy for them, easy access, and all they have to do is purchase this ticket and participate, or if they're a member already, then you're, you know, giving that, you know, easy access, so to speak for them. Um, Cause not, not that anybody, I was going to say, sometimes people can be, um, can pigeonhole themselves, right? And, and feeling like their comfortability levels. And as they're trying to evolutionize as an entrepreneur, sometimes it's hard because they'll get comfortable in an area. But when you bring in these amazing guests, it makes it really easy to eat, to even broaden out their horizons and, yeah. and have, um, and have the, I guess the the skill set to be able to learn even more by bringing that in and um yeah and that's that can be nerve-wracking. Do you ever get, you know, how do you feel when you're sending out these emails or do you do you do cold calls? Like what do you <laughs> what do you do with that? No, that's super funny cuz I like some of the people that we got to speak at the summit like I, I went back not that long ago and listened to the voice notes that I sent them. And it's just hilarious because you could tell I'm just nervous. The voice is shaking like, Hey man, I love to have you come speak. At this <laughs> and it's just super, it's just super to, cool to see how that evolves. And, and even those relationships with those people, like a lot of those people have grown into close friends. So even just the comfortability of those relationships, but I've constantly realized that whenever I put myself in un- uncomfortable situations like that, like the growth on the other side is always, is always massive. So even even with public speaking to begin with, oh my gosh, I was so nervous to get on stage, but now it's something that I, I truly look forward to at events and I see how that continues to help me grow and level up. So yes, to answer your question, a lot of the high level people that I'm trying to connect with, it, it is a little bit nerve wracking, but I think constantly constantly doing that, it's gonna become a lot more easy to, to yeah. reach out to these people and to not sound like I'm shaking in my boots. 
It's like ripping the Band-Aid off, right? So you said that you use voicemail or voice a voice message. Do you find that to be more um, uh, and accept, not accepted, but like do people are like, yes, I like this a lot better than having an old-fashioned email? Yeah. 100%. I'm old, so, so I'm like email. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I found that to be super valuable. We like, especially when I'm trying to lock in speakers for the event, I'll, I'll reach out through the Arizona entrepreneurs Instagram because we built up a lot of credibility there and then I'll shoot them a voice message. So it's not, it's not just a, a faceless account to where it's actually coming from a person. I introduce myself, show my admiration for them, everything they built, share with them the opportunity or what it is that I'm, that I'm asking about. And then always end with gratitude. So I think leading with a voice message, it just builds that personalized touch a lot more than it would just be to send mm -hmm. the whole message that I want to get across would probably be a novel if I typed it out and they're probably not going to read that if, <laughs> if I send them that. So I think the voice message yeah. has been huge. That's amazing. That's a really good tip even for myself, because like I said, you know, I'm old fashioned. I'll shoot you an email <laughs> or a message <laughs> to see, um, you know, I, I don't, but my kids who are, you know, 18 and 17, they're always using voice and FaceTime and all of that. And I, I don't utilize that as much. So I think that's really great to see that, um, that progressiveness being able to, it makes it that much more personable, right? Yeah. Instead of using an email. So I think that's a really great strategy. What are your, what are your hopes for the future when it comes to growing? Arizona entrepreneurs like do you want to expand out and go into multiple states or do you have any other growth opportunities you want in Arizona yeah so we to start we there's still like a lot of market here in the valley that we still need to to get to events and, and impact those entrepreneurs so there's still a ton of people we're trying to bring in throughout the valley eventually we do want to branch out into different regions here in the valley Tucson up north northern Arizona and then um, after that, it'll be expanding into different regions. So however that's going to look, whether that's a franchise model or a coaching model where I just coach other people to build organizations in different regions, or if we actually like boots on the ground, go out and, you know, mm -hmm. set up teams in these different regions. I don't know exactly how that's going to look, but I know the impact that this has had on my life and the impact that I've been able to, you know, help other entrepreneurs have with all the people they're getting connected with. I know that this could, you know, provide a very, very big scale, um, like life changing opportunity for a lot of people, especially if we expand to different regions. So that's definitely in the cards. But I would say in the short term, the main focus is really building this and positioning this as the entrepreneur hub for Arizona to where if you're a business owner, you live in Arizona, you can get plugged in with this community and meet any person that you need to meet that can move your business forward as well as learn the things that are necessary to mm -hmm. scale your business. Awesome. Well, I super appreciate you joining me on, you know, the Unstoppable podcast. Um, what do you, do you have anything upcoming that you want to share? I know that my listeners are going to want to know, you know, how to find you. And I also will add before you say that, like anyone who's listening and is in Arizona specifically, where do you, and you probably host a lot of your events in Scottsdale or phoenix area but definitely check him out in that you know the, having 
support and being an entrepreneur is key. It is 100% necessary. Um, so definitely check them out. So give us your details so people know how to find you. Yeah, so the next event we have taking place is July 7th in Scottsdale. So all that information's on our website, which is ArizonaEntrepreneurs.com. And then we're also promoting for all the events that we're either partnered with or that we're putting on ourselves on our social media, which is at Arizona Entrepreneurs. So those two are the, the best areas to find us. But yeah, July 7th, we have an event coming up and then also August 11th. And then we're planning on doing another summit at the end of September. Very exciting. And where can everyone find you? Is it just the website, Arizona Entrepreneurs? Yeah. So website is ArizonaEntrepreneurs.com. The Instagram is just at Arizona Entrepreneurs. And then my personal is Devin Ray Butler. But I would say Instagram is where we're most active for sure. Yeah, and you definitely do um, a great job at um, promoting when your events are on Instagram. So definitely follow his Instagram so that you know what's going on and when it's happening. Anyhow, thank you so much, Devin. It was so great to talk to you. And I loved hearing your unstoppable story. And I can't wait to continue to see where you're at next year. I guarantee you're going to be leaps and bounds. Yes, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on, Karina. Thank you.